In this episode, we discuss the grand opening celebration of the Diesel Horse to Downtown Walking and Biking Trail happening Thursday, July 15th from 7 to 9 p.m. This project has been a long time in the works and many dedicated community organizations and individuals have invested time and energy to bring this project to fruition. One of those individuals is Ann Thomas, the founder and executive director of Shasta Living Streets, which is a nonprofit organization in Reading dedicated to bringing more, better, and safer walking and bikeways to our community. In this episode, Anne talks about the Diesel Horse to Downtown project and celebration, what it means to our city, and how this project helps make our community more vibrant. She also fills us in on the Bike Depot project and plans for a $1 million grant Chester Living Streets just received for additional active transportation options in Reading. Bike share, anyone? We've got more information listed in the show notes for this podcast, like a Google map of the Diesel Horse to Downtown route, the Facebook event for the Diesel Horse to Downtown grand opening event, and we've got contact information for Anne listed if you'd like to contact her directly or find out more information about Shasta Living Streets. My name is Anne Wallach-Thomas. I'm the executive director of Shasta Living Streets. We're a community-based organization in Shasta County. Our headquarters are in Reading on California Street, and we are 11 years old this year. In 2020, it was our 10-year anniversary, but we missed the party in 2020. And so maybe we can think about this July 15th party as our 10-year anniversary party as well. And just to be clear the July 15th party is the diesel horse to downtown celebration and street party for the grand opening of the diesel horse to downtown walking and biking trail. Maybe you can talk to us a little bit about that project and your involvement in it and how long it's taken to see this come to fruition. Yeah. So we're pretty excited about this. Uh, we being shuffling uh, streets members and supporters and all of our staff and partners so Shasta Living Streets started uh, 11 years ago as a handful of volunteers uh, who wanted to help promote policies and projects to make our city and our county a more livable place. And our first focus was to find a way to connect the river trail to downtown. There's lots of reasons to do this, but that was our, that was our major focus. And we started with an open street event and trying to figure out what would that look like. So an open street event is a temporary event where you kick the cars off the street for a brief time and let people fill the streets, go to businesses, uh, appreciate downtown in a way they've never seen before. And it was difficult to find a way to do that, connecting the river trail to downtown. There just really wasn't any way. So we, what we ended up doing was we partnered with the Whole Earth and Watershed Festival and we connected Park Marina. So imagine Turtle Bay across 44, Park Marina into City Hall. So that was our, we called it connecting a string of pearls. And it was super popular. We ended up doing that three years in a row. The whole point of that was to help people understand and bring forward all the interested community members who really, really wanted to find a way to connect the river trail to downtown. Somebody said to me the other day that one of the reasons for doing this is that we are connecting the river trail to the cash registers. So that's that's one way to think about it. I love that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What's your hope or your dream that will come as a result of this new trail? So what we know is 
people really want to use this. So if people want to ride on the river trail, whether you're a resident or a visitor, and then go to coffee or go in for dinner or ride the river trail. Instead of driving into downtown, you could leave your neighborhood, ride the trail and go into downtown to the Cascade Theater for a show and then ride home and not have to deal with parking. So there's all kinds of reasons people want this trail connection. This is a part of our cultural district. So sometimes people think the trail connects the cultural district as it has been designated, but it's actually a part of the cultural district. There's a long history of active living and people cycling in our community. And so we're looking forward to building what's really a linear park. It's a linear place where people can walk and bike along the river and into downtown and have the same trail-like experience with cultural assets along the way. It's a part of the whole downtown connector loop trail. It's already been funded and the other parts are going to be built soon. So this whole 5.1 loop we're hoping will be like the Indianapolis cultural trail. And we've, we've had members of that here in our city talking about how that has developed Indianapolis economic and really made a difference for business and residents in the city of Indianapolis. So that's kind of the bigger picture of this. The downtown diesel horse to downtown is a really important part because it's the only safe connection from the river trail into downtown that we could find and is now almost complete. And Anne, on that note, for those folks who may be somewhat familiar with the with the trail or have heard the name, but aren't quite sure where exactly it connects and what, what the new trail actually consists of, can you talk us through kind of where it peels off from the river trail and, and what, kind of how to get to downtown itself? Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's a couple. Uh, yeah. Let's see how if I can do this really smoothly. I hope everyone has a chance to experience it. And and it is for walking, biking, and rolling, right? So you can uh, you can do it um, in lots of different ways. So let's say you start at the Diesel Horse Bridge. So you're on the river trail at the Diesel Horse Bridge. Um, there are two ways to get up the hill. There's a hill there. And the two ways have one is steeper than the other. So if you want, you can loop around underneath the Diesel Horse Bridge on a pathway that we should note was a historical pathway that had been sort of uh, neglected for decades. We've restored that under the bridge. It's beautiful. Now you get close to the water. So you circle around under the bridge, walking or biking, and then you come up around where the you're on the east side of Court Street. You're uh, between Court Street and there's a community garden there. So that trail goes up. It's a multi-use path, kind of like the river trail. It's paved. It goes up the hill to where the trestle is and goes under the trestle. And then you'll come out right in front of Caltrans. And there's a law office on the other side. So you come out there. It becomes two things at this point. It changes its characteristic. So at this point, there's a two-way protected bike lane in the street protected by bollards and then and a buffer and then a sidewalk so at that point it's still this trail-like experience we call it so 
if you're five years old, if you're 75 years old, you can feel comfortable riding there. It's separated from traffic. And the sidewalk, of course, is uh, comfortable. So uh, there weren't sidewalks all this way. They have been built. So then you continue past Caltrans. You take a right on Center Street. It continues all the way with the two-way protected bike lane next to the sidewalk. Underneath Eureka Way, which is an important aspect of this, there's no major crossing of all these downtown highways. So you go under Eureka Way, and then you make a left turn on Division Street and go past Chain Gang, past Theory Coffee, and you come up to California Street. So it's about one mile. The other thing that I should add is that there's a second way to connect from the Diesel Horse Bridge into the trails, which is less steep. So for ADA purposes, for people who maybe feel comfortable walking or biking on, on a facility that's not as steep as the east side, you can come up from the Diesel Horse Bridge up the hill on the west side of Court Street, and then you can cross over to Riverside uh, with a special safe pedestrian crossing. It's been made a lot safer there. Um, there's a button you can press and the lights flash so people driving know you're crossing and you can cross safely onto the trail system there. Yes, it is super exciting. I actually drive by it every day and I've been watching the progress of the construction and I'm I'm super excited to, to see it open and I'm super excited for the grand opening event, which we should talk a little bit about. So it is July 15th from 7 to 9 p.m. and it is a free and open event to the entire community. Maybe you could just walk us through what what's going to happen at the grand opening event and who's going to be there and what we should expect. Yes. Okay. We hope everyone comes and we hope you enjoy it. We put this event together with partners, City of Reading, Shasta Living Streets, and a whole bunch of partners pretty quickly. Uh, we decided we wanted to do the party when it opens and not wait till the fall because people are excited. So we're going to have a, a party at either end. Well, let's see. Think of it as a mile long parade and party and the people walking and biking the route are the parade. And on either end, there's a big band experience. We have two big bands at Shasta Living Street warehouse and space on California Street in downtown. We're going to have Soul Punch, which is a big, uh, big band experience. Horns, they're awesome. And so they're going to play. We'll have drinks and activities there. We'll have a bike valet. Um, we have new t-shirts. We have stickers. We have all kinds of fun activities there at the warehouse. And then from that location, you can go on the route. It's down California and down the route I just described where the trail is. There'll be activities all along the way. Different businesses will have different activities. Some right there where Theory Coffee is and Chain Gang will have activities. Caltrans, Shasta Regional Transportation Agency, Health and Human Services. There's a law office there that will have some things. And then you make your way down to the Diesel Horse Bridge where there will be another band, Papa Fez, another uh, six or seven piece band with horns, big party music. We'll also have beer and cider and there'll be a passport activity. So if you stop 
at all the stops along the way with a little passport card. You get, you know, little checks and then you'll be entered to win a bike and you'll get a special one of the stainless steel cups with the image that we have for the diesel horse to downtown. It's going to be awesome. Sign me up for that for sure. And, and can anyone, so can you join at any point in time during that time? Slot? And you can join. So you don't have to do the passport activity if you don't want. It's all free. You can come in. So it really is almost a mile long route, right? And the party is all along the route. So it's kind of like our open street events, except we don't have to close the street to cars because we have this awesome new trail. So people will be walking and biking and rolling. You can bring your dog to walk. You can dress up. I'm encouraging people to dress up because we are the parade. And so it'll be a lot of back and forth. I'm sure people will do the route more than once. They'll ride. um, We'll have groups of people riding and walking back and forth. We'll help you figure out where the route is, although it won't be hard to find. We have some decorative flags along the route, so people will see it definitely. Yeah, you can come in at any point. There really is no beginning and end. Yeah, I think the idea is just to introduce people to this new way to experience downtown. And if you're already familiar biking or walking or rolling on the river trail, this is a a great way to safely usher you to the downtown core where then, you know, lots of other things await dinner or coffee or drinks or shopping or whatever. So it's exciting. Yep. And you know, this is a town where we don't really have to tell people how to use a trail. We just have to build it and they will come. So we just want you all to know where it is and get out and show your support and experience it with a bunch of other people from the city in a fun way. And I had a question w- with regard uh-huh. to, to funding. How, how was this project funded? It started with a grant to the state of California for what they call the Active Transportation Program. So I think that was the first big piece of funding that we got. City of Reading applied. And then other pieces were added onto it. So Reading did what some other smart cities do. So when you're working on a project like this, they went through, RU did some updates. I guess there were some um, water, you know, some underground updates were added to the project. So a number of things along the roadway and in the neighborhood were updated as the whole project was worked on. So it became kind of some layered funding. But the major funding comes from the state of California climate investments and what we call the active transportation program for uh, clean and active mobility. And then maybe we can just talk a little bit about um, some of the other exciting things coming to downtown. I know the bike depot is something that, you know, pops up on social media all the time. Can you fill people in on where that project is and when that might be expected to open? Yes. So we are super excited. So this is another thing that we've been imagining for, oh, at least eight years, if not 10. Yeah. So the bike depot we expect to be open next spring. Can't tell you exactly when next spring, you know, given COVID and everything else and supply chain issues, right? But it's on track. You can see it when you drive down California Street right now, it's going up. There's actual, you know, pieces of buildings there. It's pretty exciting. But we do think that we'll be able to offer services and amenities uh, next spring. And then what, what exactly is a bike depot? Yeah. 
So if you put it into context, right? So Shasta County in Reading, we are a place where people have been biking and walking since at least 1890s. Like this is a place where people have uh, celebrated cycling since cycling began. And I have all the photos of, you know, there was a bike shop in Reading in the 1890s. Two brothers ran it. Their names were the Wright brothers, actually. And they would take people on rides between Reading and Palisadro with the older bikes and the ladies in the long skirts and the ankle boots. I mean, I have the pictures, right? So, but in the past three or four decades, um, this place became a more car-centric place. So what's happening is we're going back to the future is the way we talk about it. And we know biking makes our city better. But what do people need if they really want to bike and walk? Um, maybe not every day, but for their daily trips. Some do want to bike all the time only. Um, so in order to make that possible, we need high quality facilities. We need people to feel safe walking and biking and get them out of traffic. Right. So that's where like projects like the diesel horse to downtown come in. Then what we need is to help give people the resources they need and the confidence they need to get around. So that's where the bike depot comes in. So we will have um, classes. We will have kind of amenities and things we have for driving. Like, um, you know, there's clubs for driving. Um, there's clubs for riding a bike. There's people who go walking together. So the bike depot is for all these kind of walk, bike, transit. We're at the transit center. We're going to have a, uh, one of the things about riding a bike is you need a place to park it so that it doesn't get stolen. And so we're going to have a long-term bike parking garage, just like in Paris and Germany, although ours is a little bit smaller to start at least. So you'll, for, to use the bike parking garage, you get a card key and I think it's, uh, it'll charge like five cents an hour, but you can put your bike in there, leave it. When you go to work, you can come downtown to go to the Cascade Theater and your bike is safe. You leave the theater and your bike's still there. Or you could come down on your bike to go to Sacramento for a business meeting. You could uh, park your bike there, get on the Salmon Runner, which is going to start going this next fall to Sacramento twice a day. So you could ride the Salmon Runner to Sacramento, spend the night for your business meeting, come back and your bike's safe. So long-term bike parking will be there. We just announced that we secured all the funding we need to run downtown bike share. So that's pretty exciting. A $1 million grant from the state of California, uh, Climate Investments. We are going to launch downtown bike share, which are the bikes on the streets, sort of out 24-7, available to people. Again, with sort of a card key kind of technology where you find a bike, you sort of open the bike with your account, get on it, ride where you want to go, get off it and leave it. And that's a, a biking option for downtown that will be associated with the bike depot. And one question on that, you know, that's super exciting. I'm actually really excited for a bike share program. How do you prevent bikes from being strewn all over the city in, in a bike share program. And I only ask because I'm, I'm curious, you know, I've seen other cities where it works really well in some cities where you drive blocks and you just see these bike shares, you know, thrown in bushes or everywhere else. Like, how do you ensure that it stays organized and, and returned properly and things of that nature? Well, 
So in a lot of cities, it does work well. And one of the benefits we have in Reading for waiting a bit is letting everybody else learn all, all the ways to do things and, and we can learn from them. So we will be operating uh, it in w- one way or another as a nonprofit organization. So that means that we will be looking to take care of things like that. So there'll be people who, you know, they have sensors on them. We know where the bikes are. We can put them in order. There's all kinds of incentives. Uh, We will have some stations. Bikes are usually more tidy, if you want to say. There's a way to make them, to help them be put where that you want them to be with stations where you plug them in or lock them into this this, uh, secure thing on the sidewalk. Also, we will have staff who will, who can, uh, what we call balance them, move them around. Will be incentives for people to put them in one place and not the other. That's usually a financial incentive. That's awesome. Super exciting. And is the thought that will those be e-bikes or pedal assist bikes? Our business plan has documented all the reasons, which we know, and probably you know, um, that they should be e-bikes. So that means pedal assist, you, you pedal. Um, There isn't a throttle. They're not motorcycles, but they do assist you at varying levels of assist. So because downtown and some people maybe don't realize this, but it's on a kind of a bluff, right? Downtown is on this bluff that is above the river. So pretty much anywhere you want to go from downtown involves going up or down a hill. And we do have heat, extreme heat, like we're having, um, you know, this month. So Um, The pedal assist really helps with that. And we think they will all be pedal assist. And, and if you have your perfect scenario, when does this, (laughs) does this hit? When does this start in Reading? Probably a little more than a year, between a year and a year and a half from now, which gives me a little bit of a stomach ache because we have a lot of work to do between now and then. Our first order of business is to find our preferred provider, get the really the right uh, provider of the bikes and the technology. So that's what we're going to be doing in the next three months. And then once we find that provider, you know, we're going to go after the best provider who can give us the best experience here in Reading, downtown Reading. And then from there on out, we're ju- we just step through all the things we have to do to get the bikes on the street and, you know, the marketing in place and uh, make it all super awesome. That is fantastic. And then maybe we can just wrap up with kind of some future casting. What do you see as exciting on the horizon for downtown Reading, specifically as it relates to bike and pedestrian friendly? Is there anything that you particularly are very excited about? What I'm super excited about is, is all this stuff we've been describing in parts is this vision that we have had. So the community and Shasta Living Streets have been leading with this vision of uh, downtown as the hub of a connected city. And we're beginning to build it out and it's so close, right? So we'll have the bike depot, which also serves walking at the transit center. We have this five mile connected loop that brings people in and out of downtown safely. There are 68,000 residents in Reading who live three miles from that loop. A three-mile ride is easy. So that means we have this connected loop in and out of downtown. Then from there, we're starting to build and design bikeways from, say, from downtown to other communities. Like from downtown now, um, there's design and maybe funding is on the way 
soon between downtown and Shasta College, between downtown and Reading, between downtown and Anderson, and then each neighborhood connected into this network. And then we have the bike depot. So what I'm told is that there's nothing else in the U.S. like the bike depot. So Reading as a trail town, right? We have this new hashtag, trail town, Reading, California. So this idea of Reading as a trail town, we have the mountain bike piece nailed. What we don't have are the city urban trails to connect into that. And Reading as a trail town is going to explode in all the awesome ways that that means for kids going to school, for people riding to work, for tourists, uh, you know, fighting over themselves to come visit our town. It's starting to come together in the next couple of years. It's awesome. As a reminder, we are really looking for community feedback for this podcast. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for episodes, please email us at podcast at cityofreading.org. We'd love to hear from you and incorporate those questions into future episodes.